Hold the bar stool. You are gonna love this one, my friends. Jason Miller. He's of Marketo fame, but my man just started his new gig at LinkedIn. And boy, he's gonna be doing some cool stuff. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that new position. What? I mean, but the thing is, I'm still kind of figuring out LinkedIn myself. Um, I've dabbled in the past. I moved in and out. Whether you know how much I use LinkedIn for my own strategy. He's gonna tell us why you should, and let's see if he can convince me to get to get on that bandwagon. But um, additionally, what I love about Jason, what I love about this episode. Uh, he goes on a bit of a rant. So he, he ranted for me a couple weeks ago in a guest post. Uh, Your philosophical approach to social is killing me. It's time to get results was the name of the post. So we're going to break that down. Uh, I love it. Uh, so we both kind of rant in this episode, which makes it fun. This, that, this is when these uh, podcasts are great. I think it's when we go on a rant rampage. All right. So sit back. Pop a bottle, enjoy this one. Hey everybody, John from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week I'm real, real happy. To have on the show, my friend, social media strategist, blogger, public speaker, content marketing manager, famous for his work at Marketo and Sony Music, now LinkedIn, Jason Miller. How's it going, Jason? Hey, John, it's going very well. Thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm, I'm thrilled to hear uh, thrilled to be here. I'm a big fan, uh, and and uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. So the the most difficult question you're gonna get on this show: What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Uh, today I am drinking, or this evening, it's only uh, uh, 8 o'clock here in San Francisco, but I'm drinking a Prohibition. It's a speakeasy, uh, dark ale, uh, kind of born here in San Francisco. Somebody left it in an apartment after a UFC fight or something. You know, you get a mix of beers over here, and uh, I don't uh, turn any away. Awesome. Yeah, that's it's, it's the first uh, speakeasy that, that we've had on the show, so I love it. I, I'm working on... Uh, a very classy beer, Black Sack Porter. This is a, uh, a, sounds... a local. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a local from uh, Longmont, Colorado, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this one. Cheers. So to be clear, Jason, this is so you're brand spanking new at LinkedIn, but you are not working at this moment. This is in the evening, so so not not to upset anybody. This is your first day at work or anything. You're working on a beer. So, uh, but tell us about this brand new job that you got. Uh, uh, I'm actually a couple days in, uh, content marketing manager at LinkedIn for their marketing solutions division. I'm super excited. Um, you know, it's just a next perfect step for me in my career. And, uh, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I use it every day and, uh, I'm just, I think they're doing some really cool stuff over there. So I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. They have uh, some really great things for marketers. They have it kind of, uh, divided up into three sections. They have talent solutions. Uh, marketing solutions and sales solutions, and I'll be focused on marketing solutions. Cheers. Uh, obviously, you know, Facebook's what I'm most comfortable with um, and when it comes to marketing. I've dabbled a little bit in LinkedIn. I mean, I've, I've been involved in groups over the, you know, over the years. I'm really not that involved right now. 
Um, I don't even share my content to LinkedIn these days, unfortunately. Uh, and I've, I've experimented with ads, but it, in your opinion, as a experienced LinkedIn user and marketer, I mean, so how, how is it that I should be using it or somebody else should be using it? Well, I, I think there's a couple ways. Uh, I mean, number one, as a business out there, you have to have a business page, right? I mean, it's a presence, your digital presence on, on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, as well as an optimized, uh, you know, uh, profile of your of yourself, of your professional self. It's how you represent yourself professionally. Um, you know, working at uh, when I worked at Marketo, we made um, a, a very a, a very good effort in making sure that uh, all of our employees had optimized, well optimized pages with nice link backs. You know, we found a uh, specific SEO link in that, a little bit of a boost there, having some keywords in there. Um, if you're if you have sales reps on your team. You know, super important to have a really good-looking profile. It's optimized, so because uh, that's the first thing people look at, right? When when you're trying to sell them a product or whatnot, um, and you know, on top of that, the LinkedIn groups are fantastic. It's a great way to become a thought leader in your space and engage with some some really some really great conversation. Conversation. Um, there's also they have some advertising platforms. Um, you know, SlideShare since the SlideShare acquisition, SlideShare is one of my absolute uh, favorite social channels. And and I'll tell you what, man, a little secret. The number one ROI mm -hmm. channel for us at Marketo over uh, over two year period. Now we drove some crazy crazy uh, uh, revenue off that. Now and you're, and you're saying just with SlideShare or the combination uh, with SlideShare and LinkedIn? It, it was a combination. I mean, you know, the, the engagement on LinkedIn is has grown so much that we were pulling. I mean, just for organic posting alone to our uh, to our company page. We were pulling in opportunities. I mean, we were pulling in. Uh, we're very trans. We, you know, when I worked at Marketo, we were very transparent with our, our metrics, and we were pulling in. I mean, you know, maybe hundred thousand dollars in in opportunities just from organic posting, just from building up a following on our, our company page. You know, so uh, it's nothing to shake a stick at, man. There's some there's some real yeah. opportunity with LinkedIn. So so give me an example though. I mean, so because in the past, I was using LinkedIn in a way that probably. It really wasn't the way I'd prefer to use it. It's just a matter of how, you know how much time I had. So I would join a bunch of groups and I would post my stuff to those groups. But I, I really that's kind of spamming, and I hated it because I really don't follow those groups. I don't follow those conversations, but I just don't have time to get involved in those communities. Or I haven't felt like man, that's that's my excuse. So give me an example then of how you promote your stuff using those groups uh, with being as efficient as possible because I feel like it's kind of like Twitter in a way you got to spend a lot of time in it though too don't you well I, I think you know I think you hit it hit the nail on the head there with any I mean LinkedIn's another social uh, social network it's a professional social network in this case but you know it's gonna take some time and effort anywhere I mean you know you think about yeah. it, you can join up to uh, I think it is 50 groups right on LinkedIn and yeah. but you know that seems like overkill why not just find the top Five groups in your um, in your in your genre. There, focus in on them. Find find out where the engagement is. And I mean, you, you can think of it like uh, you know, when you have an opportunity. There's there's a true art, and as you know this, there's a true art to commenting on blogs, right? I mean, you you always right. want to drop in a link there, uh, but you have to do it to where it makes sense and where it adds value. I know that's kind of a philosophical yeah. phrase there, but you know the same with LinkedIn <laughs> groups, but. But you know, I mean, it's cool to, when you're in like. Uh, I mean, I spend a lot of time in B2B marketing groups and some some content groups. And uh, I mean, if you find the really good ones, man, I mean, there's some great conversation going in there. Uh, you meet some really great people. You connect with people. 
Um, and and it just kind of you know, there's a cool like little leaderboard in there, and uh, it's just a great mm-hmm. place to get lots of ideas for content. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and not to belabor the point, but whenever you write a new blog post, would you share it in there? And I'm assuming you're also sharing other people's stuff in there as well. I mean, you basically don't want to come off as this guy who's just spamming your your crap all the time. So yeah, uh, and, and I know it's just like 101 LinkedIn, but I, you know, I'm again, I'm the Facebook guy. So I, how how, do, how would you suggest I use it? Well, uh, of course not. You don't want to just like blast it out to a bunch of groups. I mean, you want to find these groups where they know who you are, where you're in there, uh, you know, a couple times a week, plugging around, and and there. I mean, if you're engaging in the group and and you're commenting and you know, chat with other folks and connecting, I mean, they're happy to share your content. Uh, in fact, you might mm-hmm. even find they might be sharing your content for you. I've seen that a couple places. There's, there's some really strict groups about sharing anything, but once you get that conversation going, uh, I mean, if you have a link, you have something helpful, you know, drop it in, man. And and, and the group leaders are always good about that. So uh, the groups with a thousand conversations going on at one time, those are the ones that aren't managed the best. But the ones who, uh, yeah. you know, with a couple good conversations, I mean, that's, that's where you can get a lot of value. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know I need to take a second second link at, uh, look at LinkedIn and maybe even look look at LinkedIn ads again. I mean, what what kind of results have you seen with LinkedIn ads? Are there any stats out there about success with LinkedIn ads? Well, it, it, I mean, there's there's some variations here, and I'm still you know new to LinkedIn here, so yeah. I can't speak to the fact <laughs> of, uh, of of any great really case studies. I can only talk from my own experience. We did some uh, in my past two gigs and. Uh, we had some good, you know, the, the targeting on there is tremendous. I mean, we saw, uh, we did some in-mail campaigns. I mean, a lot of people think it's just uh, some, some ads on the side or some links in a group or whatnot, but it's much more than that. I mean, where the real engagement we saw was the in-mail uh, capabilities. I mean, being able to send mm-hmm. in-mails to targeted marketers, marketer directors, CMOs, uh, and, and giving them a little piece of content, a little intro to uh, what, you, what you have going on, that's super powerful. And you know about you know when Google uh, built their RSS reader, which which I was a fan of, man. I had those things all set up, and I used those things every morning. It was my daily paper. Uh, you know, with with LinkedIn acquiring Pulse, um, there's your answer, man. That's going to replace uh, your RSS reader, and uh, they got a great visual um, representation of, of the, the interface. I mean, it's just a fantastic tool as well. And I'm not saying that just because I work at LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been using Pulse for a while, and uh, it's a it's a good it's a good RSS uh, reader. It really is. Well, I need one, man. I mean, uh, once Google Reader went out, the, and it, it's funny because I didn't even really buy into Google Reader until like the last year or so, and then it became a regular part of my daily routine. And now, ever ever since Google Reader died, like. This month of July, I feel like I'm so far behind in my reading. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I actually so I gotta, um, I gotta check that out. just to say, you know, it's funny. I was I was at uh, a party like three years ago when I first moved to San Francisco, and uh, uh, I met this, the editor of Wired magazine. Right, he's uh, my wife's yeah. friend or something. We were at this birthday party together, and we were chatting. We were chatting about music, and he gave me one of the best gifts I ever got in my entire life. He gave me uh, his packaged RSS uh, feeds from the day, like something that he looks at every day. And, and with Google, uh, Google RSS Reader, you could actually put all these feeds into one folder and then just email it to somebody, and then you open it up and just explodes and populates your, uh, your reader. That was the coolest thing ever, right? Here's the nice. editor of Wired Magazine. I got, ev- I got everything he looks at every morning, so I was thrilled about that. But oh, wow. That, uh, luckily, before they killed um, 
reader, I exported it into Feedly, which was which is kind of holding it yeah. while I uh, kind of put it all into Pulse and get it ready to go. Yeah, Feedly is exactly what I've been using too. And I say using pretty loosely. I, I'm checking it maybe once a week, and then I'm so far behind, it's ridiculous. Cheers. Yeah, so shifting gears here a little bit. Um, man, you wrote this post for me what was it, a couple weeks ago now, I think. Um, so first yeah. of all, thank you. It's awesome, awesome, awesome post. Uh, it's called Your Philosophical Approach to Social Me- Social is Killing Me. It's Time to Get Results. So basically a nice little rant. And I love a good <laughs> rant. And, uh, so good. So, yeah. So uh, this is way for anyone who hasn't read it and check it out. It's in the show notes. But this is the way you, you open up. So there's a time and place for philosophy when it comes to marketing. But the world of social media has been focused on this for way too long. Buzzwords and cliches such as engagement, transparency, authenticity, and there's no ROI to measure measure from social are giving us forward-thinking marketers a bad name. It's time to move from a philosophical approach and get to some metrics that matter. Philosophy cannot compete with the science of marketing. Boom. <laughs> All right. So where did that where did, where did that come from? Yeah. So that that thought process that all that all those words have been kind of uh, you know, brewing in my head for quite some time now, and uh, you for giving me the uh, the guest spot on there. Uh, I'm a fan of your blog, you know that. But um, the idea was, I kept going to conferences, and I would see these people get up there and just talk about the same old thing. It's like, man, you know, uh, here's how you create a Facebook page, or uh, here's how you're all, you you have to be authentic and um, you know engagement and this and that. And I'm like, man, we got we got to move fat past this. It's been like two years of this <laughs> nonstop. Uh, so, and I've been, you know, at Marketo, when I worked at Marketo, uh, I reported to John Miller, who's co-founder, you know, no relation of course, but John is uh, one of the most brilliant marketers that I've mm-hmm. ever worked with in my life. But he has a, uh, he has an undergrad in physics, right? And he's a marketer. So you can imagine like the, uh, the dashboards <laughs> that I had to come up with. If I'm spending money, I got to put some value behind it. I got to show how it's contributing to our revenue, to our pipeline, man. And, uh, so, um, I went on this quest and I figured out how to do it and I did a pretty damn good job of it. And then I was walking around hearing these uh, these folks saying you can't tie it back to ROI and uh, let's just talk about engagement all day long. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about when it comes to to getting past this philosophical approach to social because I just saw this post um, maybe uh, today or yesterday from Brian Carter on your site about optimizing um, Facebook ads for likes and uh, or, or not for likes, but for, yeah. you know, for actions. Uh, and that's some crazy, that's some heavy duty stuff, yeah. man. That post blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, when Brian wrote that, I felt the same way as, I mean, I, I've had some, some great guest posts, in other words, lately. Um, and that was perfect timing because I had just uh, a couple of days ago written a post introducing the new Facebook, ins- not the Facebook insights, but the, the uh, ads reporting um, within Facebook which is awesome. Um, and, and this is a really good example of how you can track results of your ads way, way beyond just regular old engagement and likes and whatnot. Um, but, you know, but, you know, back to you know, the subject you're talking about here, I agree with you 100%. Um, I feel like everyone is kind of hypnotized by buzzwords but also just kind of these 
fluffy metrics. It's like a combination of two things for me. You got the philosophical part of it, you know, um, and where you need engagement, all this. But there's also these fluffy metrics, though, that people are following that are they're just obsessed with. And so it's things like reach and just general engagement. And as a result, you can they're the content they produce reflects that. Like you can tell someone who is obsessed with the wrong stuff by by the way they they publish content. Yeah, and and I think I, I was just gonna say I think there's some people doing some really great stuff out there who are kind of being drowned out by the people who've been rehashing the same thing over and over for the past couple of years. So I mean, it's just time to it's it's time to move past that, man. I mean, there's that like I said in the post, there's a time for this philosophical approach, right? Uh, and then there's a time to uh, turn on the metrics and and uh, prove some results before uh, before every CMO in the world uh, gets tired of this and stops giving us budget, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff I follow isn't particularly sexy. Uh, like when I share something to Facebook, for example, all I pretty much care about is the link click and the conversion if it applies to whatever it is I'm sharing. And, every, and I often have people ask me, like, why are you sharing it as a link? Is there something you know that I don't know? Why aren't you sharing it as a status update? You get more reach if it's a status update. Why don't you share it as a photo? You'll get more engagement and all that stuff. Like, all I care, I don't care if people click maniacally within my post i want them to click on my link that's all i that's all i care about 99 percent of the time so what i find in the stats i'm tracking that link click you know that that's that's the way best way for me to share my content but you know it's just a matter of understanding what's important to your bottom line and to your business and uh yeah that's why i loved uh, i love that post yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many different uh, metrics you could look at there. I mean, look at out there. I mean, if you, if you do some lead source ta uh, targeting or lead source tagging from your links and and uh, and social, see where the leads are coming from. Um, you know, referral traffic back from the sites, see if your content's uh, resonating. Referral traffic to your blog, is that converting? Um, you know, how, is this stuff turning into opportunities or, or or revenue in this case? You know, what the the other thing that really, I mean, I get burnt up. I get really uh, angry about some of these things. Like pretty, probably too often do I read a blog mm. post and I just kind of get all fired up. Uh, this, this, uh, it was on social media today and this guy, um, I forgot his name. It was some agency oh, and he, uh, he, the blog post was called, um, what was it called? Oh, why I quit Facebook or something like that. And it's like, I knew, Oh, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And here's about. This, yeah. this, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems like a smart guy, but here is this guy, uh, and what I had a problem with, and I wrote this blog post, uh, this other blog post called Stop Bitching About it. Well, we had to change the name. It was called Stop Whining About Edgerink and Do Something About It. <laughs> but it was basically, uh, I was really I was really nice. frustrated that this guy uh, who works at a social agency can't figure out how to make his So he's going to get out there and have a blog post on a big network, on a big platform, and kind of tell everybody else uh, why it doesn't work and why they shouldn't be doing it. And that's like, man, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. wrong because you're turning off a lot of people who could get a lot of value right. from that. Absolutely. Yeah, I know exactly the post you're talking about. And uh, I don't know if it was in direct response to that post that he wrote or what it was that set me off. But I did a rant <laughs> within the last couple of weeks. I'll have to send you the link. was uh, something like, don't, uh, was it, uh, blame the carpenter, or don't blame the tool, blame the carpenter, something along those lines. Whereas, like, if you had someone building a house for you, Right. And the house wasn't built the way it was supposed to be built. You would you would build you would blame the person building it, not the tools he was using. 
right? So I was comparing yeah, that, yeah, in a way to Facebook or whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be Facebook. It's like there's some amazing tools available to you for for marketing and social media. And if it doesn't work, a lot of times it has nothing to do with the tools. It's the person using those tools. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And to take it a step further, what really bugs me is that it's this this guy owns an agency. He owns a social media agency. It's yeah. his job to figure out how to make it work, right? So, right. He, he is, as a as a uh, you know as a business, am I going to hire this person who can't get Facebook to work for them not for themselves? They can't figure that out. I mean, that's that's just really a turnoff for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. It it, it burns me up whenever. Look, it, it's not just because Facebook's pretty much how I make my money. Um, it. I, it just drives me crazy though when the, a big name says it doesn't work, and and they have some horrible case study to explain why it doesn't work. Uh, and it's like there's so many, so many features, so so many ways uh, that you can utilize Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever to your advantage to further your business, and you just can't, you can't say it doesn't work. Just like Twitter, like I don't use Twitter as much as I could. And LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a prime example. I wouldn't say either of those two don't work. I'll just say I haven't quite figured them out for my purposes yet, uh, in the way that other people clearly have. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't, and it's just, it's just really frustrating because, because it fans the fire of all these other people who have given up after five days of using a social network uh, and not getting these magical results, you know. And they're like, oh, I totally agree with you. It's like. Oh uh, yeah, how long did you try? You know, it's just people don't understand this. This stuff's hard, man. It takes it takes a lot of work. It takes a dedicated person to figure this stuff stuff out. You know. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder though, really, the the sentiment of the per person or the intentions of the person writing the post, if they really truly believed it, or if they knew they that there were going to be thousands of people who are like, yes, you're right, it doesn't work because <laughs> they've been wanting to say that for so long because it's not working for them and they just wanted some validation it's not their fault, you know, so I don't know, but that, that kind of stuff frustrates that out of me. Cheers. So anyway, shifting off that rant, which has pretty much taken over <laughs> this show now, <laughs> um, how do you, so how then... How then do you measure social media marketing ROI? I mean, some of the things you mentioned in, in your post had a lot to do with automation. I mean, you've mentioned bits and pieces of how you'd measure it, um, you know, just on the show today. But kind of can you give us some examples of, of how you'd measure ROI with social media? Yeah, and and again, this is this is my own, um, you know, this is my own kind of case study and, and my own experience. I mean, I, I worked uh, when I worked at Marketo, I was lucky enough to have. Uh, you know, a lot of room for trial and error. We're a very, for, very forward-thinking marketing company, and we did. We were. Uh, I was able to do a lot of experimentation. I mean, we had to figure out what worked, what uh, what our our audience was into. Uh, we also had a ton of content. So, um, number one, if you don't have the content to to fuel your social channels, uh, then you're not going to get the results that you're probably looking for. Um, but uh, the other thing, and it kind of goes back to. Uh, uh, the automation standpoint. People hear automation and they automatically think, and this happens all the time, man. They they automatically think, oh, you're going to automate uh, your responses in social media. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. This is this is automate. This is marketing automation. This is something. If you're pulling in leads from social, you're going to need something 
to, to nurture these folks, some kind of program to uh, keep in touch with these folks, to build a relationship with these folks, these leads that are coming in. Um, because in my case, you know, a, a B2B, uh, uh, a B2B sales funnels is a pretty long process and this is very top of funnel stuff. So they weren't ready to buy yet. So the automation comes into where, you know, you're just automating the mundane. You're automating yeah. uh, the process of scoring these folks and, uh, putting them into a nurture track and, uh, triggering emails and campaigns and, uh, actions, um, based on their interaction with your company and your company's websites. It's, it's more, it's not automating as much. I mean, it's not automating in the sense of you're automating things as it is for personalizing this experience. You're building relationships. Um, you're not calling these folks before they're ready to buy. And that's, mm. uh, I mean, that's the future of marketing right there. Yeah. Now you're talking about mainly email here. So like once somebody subscribes to something or whatever, um, they're, they're kind of, again, put into this funnel where it's kind of a put in like a drip campaign or whatever. Um, of, okay, they've done this, so send them this message, and then a week later, send them this message as well. Or does it go beyond this? What, what, what kind of things are you talking about? Well, it, it goes beyond just a simple drip, uh, a drip nurture campaign. It goes, um, we're talking like if you really want to get sophisticated, uh, it's about dynamic content. It's about personalizing that experience. It's about every time they come to your website or land on the landing page, that they see uh, a piece of content um, specific to them, right? And then it's also uh, trigger actions. Um, you can score these folks based on their engagement. So when they reach a certain threshold, uh, you pass those folks along to sales because they're showing signs uh, that they're more likely to buy, like they're ready. Um, you know, and the, the old saying is, uh, I, I say old saying like it's, it's been around for 10 years, but for the past three or four years, maybe even up to four or five years back, um, you know these these buyers are in control and they're doing all their research online. I think the numbers up to it used to be like seventy percent, but I think it's now it's like eighty percent of their their buying process is is already complete online uh, before they're ready to talk to somebody about your product. So um, the idea is to use social as another part of that full integrated marketing, be it email, you know, social uh, webinars, online events, offline events, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, and pull it all together and just be able to score. Um, these folks and trigger campaigns based on any kind of engagement they have with your with your company. That's but it's that's there's not a lot of people who are there yet and it's a very sophisticated model. But I mean this is where we're moving and it's getting easier and the technology is there. It's in place. Cheers. All right. So so what's the technology? What what type of tools are are you suggesting here that, that people use for the for this type of automation? Well, I, I think uh, you're going to need something uh, like a market automation tool, um, yeah. and then you, you know you're going to need uh, obviously a CRM system to uh, to kind of keep the uh, that that customer element in place and kind of trigger and score off of different uh, elements of the activity. Um, but you're also, I mean, you're going to need some uh, some publishing tools and some monitoring tools at the same time. All that kind of synced up together is is what makes the uh, you know, the ultimate marketing platform of the day. So, so a tool like Marketo, is that targeted at more of the big biz? I mean, how, how big do you need to be to start getting involved in, in some of this, some of these tools? Well, that uh, that's the interesting thing. I mean, there's yeah. some, uh, I mean, you know, Marketo, Marketo goes from, uh, when I was there, we had customers that were startups of, uh, you know, 10 people or less. And then we had uh, all of up to enterprises of the world, the Amazons and the GEs. But the idea is is to have something in place uh, that's going to uh, grow your business and drive revenue. That's 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 ultimately what you're doing, what you're buying this product for. 
uh, but also something that's going to scale with you. You know, if you're a, a super small company, um, Infusionsoft is a great solution to get started with some uh, some marketing automation. You know, there's HubSpot out there. There's uh, uh, on the on the higher end uh, who competes more directly with Marketo would be Eloqua. But um, you know, my time at, at Marketo it was uh, was based around um, you can start small and you can kind of scale up to uh, you know, well, sky's the limit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, this is one of the things I've been grappling with as I grow grow right. I mean, I started from nothing uh, a little less than two years ago now and uh and i I think i'm starting to outgrow my systems now and i've been looking into infusion soft now and just kind of teasing it for the last few months like i don't know if that's the right right uh, system for me or not but uh uh, it is absolutely, you know, that it makes your job easier um, and to add some some level of automation. You're absolutely right. And it's it's one of those tools yeah, and, um, that you look at. Uh, Infusionsoft folks, some really smart folks over there, um, and they got a great product. So uh, we were always happy. We we're always friends with those guys. And um, we, we went back and forth with business. You know, if something wasn't too, uh, was too small for us, we passed it on to them and vice versa. So. Super smart, smart, super smart marketing folks over there. I'm, I'm a big fan. Cheers. So now, probably the most important question I've got to ask here after uh, what what you're drinking, and by the way, my beer's gone. I hope yours is. Too. <laughs> but uh, I, I read in your bio when you wrote my my the guest post on my site, '80s hair metal karaoke. That is a. Uh... So I'm not going to ask you to do any. I'm not going to ask you to sing anything today. I could. I mean, maybe we'd, 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 if I'd have to have you drink another one or two more beers. But uh, so what, what is that? What's the one song when you show up to a karaoke bar that you guys Oh, sing? man. I, I tear down the house with uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. In fact, I, I, uh, <laughs> I sing that on the, uh, on the boat. <laughs> yes. Me and uh, Brian Carter did a duet at Social Media Marketing World. You were, you were at Social Media Marketing World this year. Did you really? Yeah. We, uh, there's, I, God, I was there. There's a, uh, believe it or not, I, I was there. I, 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 I don't I don't remember. I must have been like uh, up top or maybe I had too many bears to remember. <laughs> but I do not recall this because that would be awesome. I love and, that song. Uh, you know what? You didn't hear it from me, but I think there is a, a Vine video out there of me and Brian uh, rocking out. Yeah, the guys from uh, Meltwater gave out these really cool blue sunglasses and they started passing them up. And, and by the end, we had them on and uh, Brian was playing the air guitar. And it was pretty awesome. Oh, so I am going to search out that Vine video. If I find it, it will be in the show notes, or it's got to be on YouTube or something. <laughs> I, I got to find the full length version, you know, not just you know a few seconds of it. So, uh, oh man, I, I missed out. I, I'm I'm ticked off. I was there for the live thing, and I, I think I missed it. Unless maybe it just wasn't a very memorable performance there, Jason. I don't know. Oh man, no, we brought the, we brought the boat down. I mean, that boat was so big. I remember there was like uh, a couple levels, and it was just chaos around the uh, around the karaoke bar up there. So. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm gonna find that. Last call. Well, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time here. I just asked the bartender for my tab. I'll I'll, I'll take care of your your beer today as long as you get me next time. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, so let everybody know where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at at Jason Miller CA. Uh, you can find me at uh, LinkedIn on the blog coming soon on the Marketing Solutions blog. Uh, lots of stuff on uh, the Marketo blog that I'm very proud of. Of course, uh, your the guest blog I did for you. I'm I'm super proud of that. 
And my personal website, uh, my music blog, rockandrollcocktail.com. I invite you to check that out. Rockandrollcocktail.com. Is that it? That is it. Yeah, no, because I, I know you have that history of uh, Sony Music. And um, when we started this conversation, uh, we had video going and there you, you had some uh, like gold albums or something in the background, right? You had all kinds of music and like guitars and stuff. You're a big music buff, right? <laughs> that's how, yeah. I was I was 12 years at Sony. That's a, that's a platinum uh, MGMT record behind me. But uh, yeah, that's how I keep my um, my uh, my ties to the music industry is uh, through my music blogging, and I, I kind of infuse the social into there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jason. And uh, seriously, I mean, I feel like we've got several other topics topics we could have covered today. We'll just have to make that happen in a different episode. John, always great chatting with you, my friend. All right, thanks, dude. Man, that was a good time. Thank you so much, Jason Miller, for being a guest on the podcast this week. There's a slew of uh, interesting links you're going to want to make sure you check out in the show notes. And i got to make sure I find those, uh, that video, right, of, uh, of, of Jason and Brian Carter. So check that out. Now, if you got this far... I'm sure you like the podcast, so make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review so that other beautiful people like yourself can find the social media podcast. All right? Make sure you check back again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.